Josiah Bland. And I am Grant Billings. Thank you for listening to Seeker Start. Guess what I thought about today. I don't want to guess what you thought today. So. Kind of worried. You inspired me today. Really? You inspired me and you didn't even know it. Dang. Um, well, something you did a while back inspired me to do something today. I'm super worried now. To take a bath. <laughs> bath, You bro. have told me how much you enjoy taking oh, a bath. Oh, I love baths. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll see what it's all about, I guess. And so, knowing good and well, I'm never going to fit in a bathtub. You okay. fit it, didn't you? No, not even close. Nah, not even fit. close. But I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to take a bath, and I'm about to expose myself. But... I was recommended. You know, I'll say his name, and that'll tell me if he listened to this Ooh, or not. My he brother, said he was. My brother Caleb. Okay. Told me one time because he was super sore when he was playing sports and stuff. Bath with Himalayan bath yes. salts. Yes. So I'm yes. like, you know what? He's right. I'm like, I'll give it a whirl. I'll, I'll give it a shot. So I so bought him. Oh, one out of ten. Like a like a. Five? <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't fit in in a bathtub, bro. Okay, first of all, we're like the same height. I fit. I don't. Well, you just gotta know how to fit. Anyways, <laughs> as I'm sitting in the bathtub, I'm like, I'm technically making human tea. Why were because, you thinking this? Because you just sit there, and then you get out and you look at the water, you're like, that's the same concept as making tea. I am a no. large, if I was filled with leaves, I would be an enormous bag of tea. But then I thought about this. But then hear me out. About? I thought to myself, if a man named Earl Grey took a bath and then got out, his tub is now filled with what? <laughs> Earl Grey tea. All it's right, like bro. the most popular tea. All right. I'm literally like so <laughs> confused. I don't know. That why. was good. Yeah. I mean, and that's why. Thank I you for sharing. That's that, why right? I don't take baths because my mind goes to just. Yeah, I would recommend you never <laughs> take another bath again. When I take a shower, my main life. focus is like, how can I make this 15 seconds or less? It is possible. It's just really difficult. <laughs> anyway, God is eternal. God is eternal. He's so eternal. <laughs> I don't know what that first part had to do with it. But I'm sure it had something to do with it. So Josiah and I have been away from the mic. We took the past week off because life. Dude, it's getting crazy. We're both very busy young men, both taking classes, both working. I'm working part-time. He's working almost part-time at at Chick-fil-A. Trips to Illinois and back. Just And let me tell you this. Peter Gentry is a great guy. His class is hard. Mm, it's hard. Is it rubby? Yeah, it's tough. I have so much work, but it's great, too. That's so, good. Um, yeah, we got school. Uh, life has been crazy. It's not because we don't love doing podcasting and um, and we don't love you guys, but we're just been super busy. I'm sure you guys understand, too. It's just kind of one of those things of like when everything kind of starts stacking up on the plate. Like you kind of have to sacrifice one thing. And for us, unfortunately it was this because if we sacrifice anything else, 
We would start killing other people. We would either be evicted or not engaged (laughs) or not in school or something along those lines. But we are back and we're very excited about this one. We're here. This one's a huge one. Um, It's of eternal importance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. All right. All right. But to continue in our God is series, we are moving on to the next one, which little sidebar again, Um, as we go through this God is series, It's pretty much going to be a never-ending series, so when there's episodes on different things in between, it's not because we're done with the God is series, because you can do a God is series. Who is God? Or who is God? Know the name of our own series, okay? Dude. I don't even know the name of our own podcast. I don't even know my own name half the time. (laughs) My name is Earl Gray. So, and I made tea. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, so going um, into the next... Who is God? Like Josiah said, we're going into God is eternal. And yeah, like he said, we uh, we did a lot of preparation on this and we're both really excited and we hope you guys are too because this is going to be awesome. Great. I mean, to get to go right into this topic after this five minute <laughs> great conversation that we just had. <laughs> Intellectual to say the least. Oh, list. great. The fact that God is eternal, this is a big one, I think. Because it separates God from us. It, yeah. I mean, it's it's the it's the main thing, one of the main things at least, that separates separates God from us. He wasn't created, we get work created, right? Right. It's one of the things that causes God to be God. Yeah. So Grant, what does it mean that God is eternal? To for God to be eternal means he has always existed and was never created. So God always was. He has always existed infinitely into the past and will always exist infinitely into the future. So he wasn't created. And that's such a big question of a lot of young believers and even, even older, more mature believers. I mean, well, I, I mean, kinda... even just like non-believers, right? Yeah. <laughs> like everyone, you, know, everyone... you have to ask what is, how, how did this all begin? Yeah. Right? If God created everything, who created God? Yeah. And and a lot of answers to a lot of people say, oh, well, God created himself. Well, no, because that would mean that he was created. Yeah. And we're going to get into all that. Right. Yeah. Here yeah. I'll, I'll, um, I'll spare it. But um, I mean. So our. Yeah. I guess to, to ask the question then, um, you know, we were talking about believers, unbelievers. Are there people that disagree that God is eternal? Yeah. So, I mean, like I just said, I mean, people from. From. Since Adam and Eve fell, I would say, have been disagreeing with the fact that God is eternal. Um, I mean, there are so many different religions that try to explain why the world is the way it is, why humans, why we are the way we are. You know, and and in doing this, humans, we've tended to create gods that we can explain, gods in our own image um, that we could understand, gods that were created. Right. Yeah. And something that is eternally existent isn't something that we can fathom or begin to fully comprehend because the the way we think the way our our finite there's my there's my right, I mean, word there we go to to incomprehensibility like our first one we covered exactly you know and and we notice as we go on i mean we got god the trinity how we've never because we've never met someone that is three or one being three persons yeah and it's fully like like functional. Yeah. Like we've never seen that. So we can't, we can't just make that up off the top of our heads. We can't, in fact, we can't even like understand that fully. I mean, it's, it's since it's not a tangible thing, since like we look at everything around us and it's like, 
This was created. This book was written by someone and bound together by someone else. This computer was created of many things by many people. But when we think of God and it's God was never created, we can't quite latch onto that. Yeah. And so the gods that these other religions have created, what, what, like what they end up looking like is a lot like us, right? You know, um, they're not eternal because they don't know what that looks like. Exactly. Right? And so they, they make gods out of their own image it looks a lot like them. And so we're, we did a lot of studying, um, of other religions. Disclaimer on this. We don't claim to be experts on any of these other religions, but we just kind of study these other religions just to see if there were any of any, and any of these specific religions that we looked at that are, that are very popular, both ancient and in more modern days. Um, if their God was eternal. Yeah. And, and if there's something that we, we misspeak on or something that we get wrong, feel free to call us out on that because, I mean, I mean like Josiah said, we are not experts. We studied it for a little while. A couple whereas, hours, but it's like yeah, we can't we're, – we're not experts by any means. But we did check out – I mean, we got – first of all, first off, um, the Romans, they believed in um, Roman mythology, right? Yeah. So – their very their view is very similar to a lot of the other ancient religions of of very long past. I mean, mm-hmm. we can even talk so far as the ancient Near East, like the Hebrews, the Israelites, like around that that period. Yeah, um, a lot of those religions, all the way leading up into um, Roman and Greek mythology, are very similar in the fact that they're based on. Nature. They're ba- a lot of their stuff is based on nature, and they try to explain things by nature. Oh, well, it's it's thundering out. Well, look there. There's the god of thunder. He's he's angry. Or look, there's the god of rain, or the god of rain, or the, the god of the harvest, or whatever the case may be. Did you say the god of thunder? Thor. Thor. My brother Loki. <laughs> oh, I've been watching a lot of Marvel movies. Yeah. So. Still, <laughs> not a good, not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your sun god, um, your moon god, your rain god, your yeah. So they try to explain away things or why things are happening to them and they call it a God and they give it a personality when they right. say, oh, well, I'm not, my crops haven't grown. Well, the God of the harvest must be angry or, yeah. or, or dead or whatever the case, you know, yeah. whatever the case may be. So, so to get into this, Jupiter, we looked up kind of like who is the, the lead God of mythology and who is the lead god of we checked out hinduism um so we're going to look at those two very particular ones so jupiter is the roman version of the greek god zeus so jupiter is practically zeus they're literally the same position um i believe zeus is the sun god whereas jupiter is like the god of the sky or whatever the case may be so he was jupiter was the king of the gods and you have all these lesser gods like Neptune's god of the sea, Venus, god of love, Pluto, god of the underworld, and other gods like that. But then you have a god called Saturn. And check this out. Now, this is where we start getting into eternality because Saturn was Jupiter's father, right? Okay. So bang, right out of the gate, Jupiter has a father. The king of the gods had a beginning. He was born. And then Saturn, what I ended up doing, which was kind of fun to check this out, is like I looked up. Uh, who was the father of, of Jupiter? Mm-hmm. Boom, Saturn. Who was the father of Saturn? Boom, another god. And then boom, boom, boom. And it just was like... It just kept going. Never, yeah. Until they just didn't know any the name like anymore. But right. um, Saturn was created by another god. 
who like these all these got all the, like obviously I can't pronounce all their names, but um, in Roman mythology there's no real ultimate beginning. There was no ultimate being who is eternal. Um, there was no one, I guess in a way to say this, like there was no one that was not created. Yeah. Before. Like there was no one who always was. Right. All of them were created by something, which then created the next one and the next one. And it just begs the question of who started it all? Where did these gods come from? What's the what's the the why and the how behind it? Um and the Romans formed their gods in into marble into marble and other stones, silver, wood, and clay. Yeah. So very similar to uh, to this is Hinduism. Okay, so the Hindus create idols for themselves to worship. So they they create the idols, they worship them. And yeah. the main gods are Brahma, uh, Vishnu, and Shiva. Did I yeah. say that correct? Yeah, I think so. Um, these gods take millions. Yeah, of and forms. to represent, I think to represent Hinduism um, fairly. I don't know if we have any Hindu listeners, but. If we do, just know, hey guys, we love you. I want you to come to the truth of, of the gospel. Um, but check this out because I, I want to get this right. I think the Hindus, the Hindus have um, three distinct gods. I don't know. I don't know specifically um, all the details about it, but three distinct gods. Um, Brahma is like the god of creation. Vishnu, I believe it said, is the god of like um, sustaining the earth, and then. Uh, Shiva, which is the god of like destruction, yeah. Um, but also, he, it's like I guess it has good intentions in destroying things, so it rebuilds it. Uh, I don't know, hmm. but um, they they have these millions of forms, but all these millions of gods that are created and worshipped by Hindus are all representations or forms of the one of these three gods. Okay. Um, so they do have millions of idols. They do, um, but they're all like these representations of Brahma. Vishnu, Shiva. Right. Um, but uh, the question, I think, is Brahma, like like I said, is the creator of Hinduism, the yeah. creator god, the one who created the universe. He's our, he's our Zeus here. He's our... Yeah. Our overarching... He's, he's like the equivalent of what we would say like God the Father is. Right. Or God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We would say that... He is the creator. Um, yeah. Obviously, as a, trini- a Trinitarian, a person who believes in the Trinity, we believe that creation was a Trinitarian um, act. Act. Right. Yeah, it wasn't something that, oh, just God the Father, well, God the Son yeah. and God the Spirit are just chilling, and then God the Father decides, oh, I'm going to create everything. Yeah. No, it was a, we would say that, but that's, that's what they would say that Brahma is. And, but the question is, is, is this creator, the one who created all things, is he eternal? Or did he have a creation himself? Right. Um, so that's the question that we asked, and we found out some pretty crazy stuff. So in this, in there's a lot of different creation stories in Hinduism. Right. Um, one was that that Brahma, this random egg comes out of nowhere, and Brahma was born, and so was, and, and then created everything. Right. So he, then, who produced the egg? This answers the question, Grant. Of what came first between the chicken and the egg. <laughs> and the egg is first. Right the there. egg, which hatched a god, which then created... All kinds of eggs. And chickens. Oh. All kinds of chickens. Rotisserie. <laughs> Stop. Fried. 
oven. Oven, but bank like, chicken. So the creator of, in Hinduism, their god, quote unquote, is created out of an egg or another story says that it was a lotus flower. Um, so some sort of way, Brahma came into being and then created everything that we can feel and touch now. Um, so these were, these gods were created. They were, they're not eternal. So what came before them, right? Like once again, we asked the question, what, what is it that was before them? How do we, how do we get any sort of justification or, um, how do we, how do we get the answer to that? Like there's no, uh, satisfaction to that answer. If we just like, Oh, I don't know what happened before Mm. that. Uh, but hey, that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I, I don't know that it is. Um, right. What was at the beginning, right? So you got Hinduism. It's obviously like an ancient, more modern religion and more modern religion too. Obviously, there's millions of people um, yeah. across the world that, that are adherents of Hinduism. Um, but there are other religions today that that believe God was created. Yeah. Right? And this one really surprised me as we were studying it. So... Um, Grant, what was that? What was the the one that uh, that you looked up? Uh, the one that I was doing a lot of research on was um, Mormonism, so Church of Latter Day Saints. Mm. Um, and Mormonism teaches that God the Father is a resurrected, quote unquote, exalted human being named Elohim, who was at one time not God. So rather. He was once a mortal man on another planet who, through obedience to the precepts of his God, so... So there was a whole other so God. God has another God who we don't have a name there. We just have his God. Um, but eventually attained exaltation or godhood, so you know, mm. becoming of a God himself through eternal progression. And, and I'll define that in a moment. But the Mormon God located in time and space has a body of flesh and bone so humanistic characteristics and thus is he's not so therefore he's not spirit and he if he's not spirit then he can't be omnipresent but Mm. this eternal progression that i mentioned so they believe that god the father isn't omnipresent right oh wow so that's interesting yeah It, it i mean they believe that he's so that's where the Holy Spirit comes into play, I would guess, because yeah. they believe the Holy Spirit's a God too, right? Right. Of some sort. I don't see, and once again, we don't know, like they they the like very, I didn't very I didn't really find anything on like Holy Spirit necessarily. Yeah. Well, not a ton anyway. They believe they, they, they believe in the yeah they, they believe in the Holy some, Spirit, but they believe that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are different gods, though. Yeah, and they're they not, believe that, they're not the Trinity. Well, they're, and they believe that gods. that Jesus, much like God here. Like was just a mortal man, good guy, you know, probably has a good three point jumper, (laughs) (laughs) but just like, because I disregard that last part. If you're Mormon, you're listening to this. I don't know. I maybe do believe that. I would imagine we're not saying these things to be like making fun of anything. Right. Um, we want to, we want to get to the logical end. Um, and also, find a find the truth what is the truth we yeah. need to know it yeah uh, and I think the truth is both going to be backed by um, by philosophy by sound reasoning mm-hmm. but it's also going to be backed by what is the word of God yeah right yeah. Uh, most importantly any anything that we ever say about any re- other religion or um, 
it has to be rooted in truth. And we believe that scriptures are the truth. Right. Um, but, but yeah, this, this eternal progression I mentioned before, um, which is how Elohim became God was, uh, it's the teaching that men move from being spirit children of God in the pre-existence to gaining physical bodies here on earth. And finally, after death, people enter into one of the three levels of heaven being telestial, which is like, essentially, you die and then you go to hell. And those are for the people that didn't do... The people that didn't accept the gospel, didn't didn't accept Jesus Christ. Right. They, They go to hell. And then once they get to hell, then they're like, oh no, I'm in hell. And they can kind of earn their way back. And then they can work their way back to heaven. So uh, terrestrial, didn't look a whole lot into terrestrial, but like it's... It's like another level up, I guess. It's like like the the base level of heaven. Yeah. To where it's like you believed, but like you were just kind of okay. And then celestial is like your crown jewel. Yeah. Big Like, yeah, and then we don't know what it looks like necessarily, but... Um, they believe that you can become God yeah. just like Elohim did. Right. Um, so Elohim, who was born of a, 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 an earthly father of yeah. some sort or a, another planet's name father. Yeah. Um, and then he grew up and, and did good works right. and earned himself Godhood. Yeah. And became the God of his own universe. Right. Wow. Or the God of his own creation. Kind of Guardians um, of the Galaxy two type. Yeah, it all. It, and I say this like respectfully. It sounds like multiverse type of stuff. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I really feel like you could actually make a case for multiverse as a Mormon because yeah. what what other planet was this? Like, where was it at? What and solar? System? Was it a different universe? Because or is the God is is Elohim sharing the universe with other gods? Right. Um, what does that look like? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just there's a lot of questions that I that I. And thinking about yeah, that definitely it just because kinda... he's created, you start asking them. Well, right, um, like who else? Who is the real God? Yeah, right. Who is the powerful? Who, who is his God? Yeah, know, who is that that allowed him to become? Yeah, God. You know, and, just... and what were like what was that God's God? Yeah, and further on, and was there a original creator God? It, it's the same kind of questions that you can ask about mythology yeah. or. Uh, like the Roman and Greek mythology and other ancient Near Eastern religions, um, so it's like who created who created that? Where's it just goes. It just goes. There's no beginning, mm. right? And so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna check it out. Um, so Mormonism then believes that God is in effect to to kind of all what we uh, explored there. They believe that God is a um, contingent being who was at one time not God. Okay, so he achieved Godship, if you will. Um, he is limited in knowledge, so he's not omniscient. Uh, he's limited in power, so he's not omniscient. He doesn't know all things. He's he's not everywhere. Um, <clears throat> he's yeah. He's yeah. not. He's limited in being as well, so he's not everywhere, and yeah. he's not he's not unchangeable. Yeah. Um, so and and kind of as we were explaining before, he's one of many gods. Obviously, if he had a god that allowed him to be god, then he's just one too. of many, and yeah. we can become one too. Exactly. So he's just one of many gods, and um, they also believe that 
He is a corporal being who physically dwells at a particular... Um, oh, geez, there's that word again. <laughs> uh, he, he dwells in an actual place. He's, he's in a physical place, a spatial yeah. temporal location, and is therefore not omnipresent like the biblical God. He's not... You know, he's in a place where you can you can kind of he can order pizza and it can get delivered there. No, I don't know about that. Essentially, I don't know um, if they believe that. But they also believe that um, he is a being who is subjected to the laws and principles of the universe that he didn't create. Mm-hmm. So it's like he is also under uh, the law, if you will. Um, huh? Yeah. For lack of better so terms, so the laws don't exude from him. They. They come from some other god that, yeah. that had to have started it all. That was either um, his god or his god's god or... Either that or, or, you, or you have to say that the universe has its own laws that are outside of God. Great. Right? Um, so, like, universe has its own governing principles that even apply to God. Yeah. Right? Like time and um, gravity. Like, you know, different things like that. Right. Like, what, what is it that, that doesn't apply to God? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, what we're seeing here is that, um, God is no different from, from you and I, or wasn't at one point. Mm. Um, and then that, you know, like you said before, we can become gods. They, they believe that, that we can know just as much as God and that we can be just as powerful as he is. Um, and that he's just, he's a physical being. Yeah. Um, and we know good and well that if that were the case and we would be, Totally hopeless. Yeah. We'd yeah. be hopeless because we would then essentially be responsible for ourselves and we would have to try and be, you know, quote unquote, good enough to become a God. And I guess like when you kind of, I guess from the Christian standpoint, if you look at it from that, it's like we know that our hearts are deceitfully wicked. So we would never be able to achieve that. Um, I mean, we, it, it's just not possible, boys. Like you just can't do it. <laughs> So, <laughs> so why, um, I think a good question to ask is why is this so important that we actually believe that God is eternal? Yeah. Um, what does it have, like what consequences are there for believing it and not believing it? Mm-hmm. And why, why is it such a big deal? So in a book that is, is amazing, you guys should all buy it. Um, it is Presbyterian in nature. So be careful. All you Baptists out there yeah. about that whole baptism section. Have your, have However, your, have your 1689s handy when you're reading <laughs> this one. Um, so it's a, it's a book called Truths We Confess um, by, and it's, it's, a, it's a teaching, a, a walkthrough of the Westminster Confession of Faith. And I, I've really benefited from it. It's a lot of very basic things mm-hmm. like we're talking about right now. Yeah, that's um, great. Things about God that a lot of people really haven't been talked through. Yeah. Just um, not really looked into much, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's called truths. We confess, check it out. Here's a little excerpt. I'm about to read from it. Um, talking about the, some of the implications of God's never being created. Yeah. God having never been created. So it says this, people may argue that if every effect has a cause, then God must have a cause. They may therefore ask, what was there before God? But the God, but the eternal God is not in effect. There never was a time when he was not. 
God's being is derived from nothing outside of himself, nor is he dependent on anything outside of himself. Nothing differentiates God from the creature more dramatically than this, because the creature, by definition, is dependent, contingent, and derived, and lacks the power of being in and of himself. God requires nothing. He exists from all eternity. So bang, um, we're talking about the fact that God isn't created. So where did he come from? That's the question that, that is kind of being answered here. So right. God was always here. So they say, oh, well, every, with every effect, there had to have been a cause. Yeah. And so, okay, and that's because that's a logical thing to say. Yeah. That's what nature has taught us. That's what science has taught us to say that, oh, well, look at that painting. That painting couldn't have just been here. Right. It had to have been painted. There exactly. had to have been cause to it. And you can look at a building. You can look at anything else. And that's why that's the same logic that we have to use when, uh, like, for instance, in Romans 1, when it talks about how everyone knows there's a God. Why? Because they're left without excuse to this point because of what has been created. Right. We can tell that there's an eternal God. We can tell because of what's been created. Because with everything that is is here there has to have been a cause, cause. for it right. and so logically we we try to say that and, and um, mirror that back to God we have yeah. well what created him something had to have created him. what was caused in order for there to be God yeah so if if God created everything who created God right well <laughs> that, that can't there has to be one thing there has to be one thing that has always been yeah. There has to be. And uh, we're about to get right into that here. So, eternal, eternality, R.C. continues, goes in the other direction as well. There will never be a time in the future when God ceases to be. His being remains self-existent for all eternity. If anything exists, so here's, here's the answer to this. If anything exists, then something has always existed. Right. If there, if there ever was absolutely nothing, then nothing could possibly be now because you cannot get something out of nothing. And conversely, to say the opposite, if there is something now, then that in, it, that in itself demonstrate, demonstrates that there always was something. And that which always is exists in and of, him, of itself. That is the one who has the power of being within himself, the, the living God. So his, his eternality is another attribute that should incite our souls to adoration and praise. Think about this, guys. We are made by one who has the very power of being in himself eternally. Imagine the greatness of a being like that. So what RC is saying here is if there is something right now, there always had to have been something. Yeah. There always had to have been something. For instance, with with a lot of atheists who who beg that question, they have a hard time too answering the question, well, what was before the Big Bang? Right. Okay, so this Big Bang happened. First of all, where did it come from? Mm-hmm. Where did that energy come from? And there are, don't get me wrong, there are scientists who try to, to answer that question. Um, but it doesn't there's no good answer to that because they don't know what was before that. And well, they right. have to say that. I don't know. We don't know. It was a, it's a mystery. Um, but there had to have been something that started everything. There had to have been, because if there is something right now, there always had to have been something Yeah. because, and the rule is nothing can't create anything, right? Nothing can't, mm-hmm. not something can't come from nothing. Nothing is nothing, right? 
So there's no matter, right? Yeah. There's nothing. Um, but we believe that the, that God is the one who has always existed, and He spoke into existence everything. Yeah. Everything was created. He created. God can create something out of nothing. Right. Because He's eternally powerful. He's the sovereign ruler of, of the world. Like He, He's He's that strong and that mighty that He can actually create something with just His words. Yeah. So even even though there are there are many who, who will say that the God of the Old Testament and the New Testament, it's an illogical God, it's it's a story, it's a fairy tale. I, I truly believe there's no better philosophical explanation for the creation of the universe. But I mean, for the Christian, no philosophical explanation is is of any worth unless it's rooted in what is true. It's rooted in in the word of God that He has revealed to us. Um, our, our knowledge of the world and of ourselves, it has to be informed by what we see God telling us in Scripture. Yeah, so we believe the Bible is God's revelation of himself. Okay, it's, it's God's thoughts on paper. We've, we've talked about this in past episodes. Um, and the Bible is very clearly, uh, it very clearly reveals God as the one who has no creator. Um, yeah, so let's get into the Scriptures here. Let's... Yeah. Um, let's hop right in. So first, we're going to go into some of the names of God. And this is this is a, something that the, the biblical writers took very, very careful um, and precise efforts in the different names they gave to God because it described something about him. It yeah. was saying something about him. So first of all, um, Exodus 3.14, when... Um, when Moses is asking God, what is the name that I bring before, um, the people? Yeah. Who do I tell them? Yeah. Who do I say sent me? Mm-hmm. And what does he say? He says, he says, uh, I am, I am who I am, who I am. Um, tell them I am sent you. Yeah. So this phrase, um, God is showing us that, that existence, like that eternality is literally a part of his nature. Yeah. It's something that that makes him who he is. Right. Unlike any man, God does not. He doesn't will to exist. He he or he doesn't have to make an effort. Like he doesn't have to, you know, go buy some clothes and buy some food and and you know, worry about dying at all. Yeah. Uh, because he was never created. He never has to worry about dying. But he simply just is like, that's just who, like, that's what he is. He right. just is. Yeah. Eternally. Yeah. And in, in Isaiah 40, uh, 28, um, we, we see the title here given to God is, is everlasting, the everlasting God, right? So one who is everlasting to kind of break that word apart means to last forever, you know, forever lasting. Um, so when we say God is everlasting, like we, like we read with RC, uh, the word not only refers to the future, but also to the past. So not only will he always be forever, but he always has been yeah. eternity past eternity future. I know a lot of people don't like that language. Yeah. It's because, you know, the fact that God isn't bound by some sort of time, like, right? but I mean, it kind of is splitting hairs at times because I mean, we don't know anything else other right. than time. Yeah. So we don't really know how to talk about it. And the way that we talk about God 
is all, almost, it literally, we don't have a perfect way to talk about God. We only have um, what we what we have from Scripture, yeah. um, which doesn't fully show us who God is. We don't, like we see, we're seeing now partly, we're right. seeing uh, dimly um, what is going to be fully known, right? And to um, know more about this, listen to our episode on God's incomprehensibility. <laughs> So uh, to go on here, there's another name that, that really correlates with God being eternal. In Daniel 7, 9, is, he's called the Ancient of Days. And when we talk about ancient men, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're usually talking about, you know, old, know, saggy dudes. Guy's ancient. Okay. He's ancient. I mean, when we talk about technology, like, yeah. oh, man, that iPhone 11, that's that ancient, an, bro. Is that an iPhone 5? <laughs> <laughs> Smells ancient to me. Wow, you must be so content. Good for you. Good for <laughs> Let's you. Let's bring that contentment, bro. <laughs> so, I mean, when we talk about men we and we talk about ancient, we usually mean it's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, that it's, the person's old, they're weak. Outdated. In, in their, yeah, outdated. They don't, their their ideology is all messed up. Their body and their minds is all, is all out of whack. Yeah. Um, but when we say God is ancient, it's we're talking about his splendor, his power, um, his wisdom, right? Right. He's ancient. He's so all wise. Yes. Um, <laughs> the one who was before everything was created. He was. Um, he was. He was there be- before it was created because he's the one that created it. Right. Uh, and he will always continue in being after everything passes away. Yeah. Yeah. And so then when we move on to Revelation one eight, we see. God referred to as the Alpha and the Omega, right? So Alpha and Omega refer to the first and the last letters of the Greek alphabet, okay? And it's it's a cool way of, of speaking that God is the first and he is the last. He is the beginning and the end. He is before all things and will continue on when all things have passed. Yeah, and so we're going we're gonna to get into some scriptures here about specifically um, how God is eternal, and it's just very, very straightforward here. Um, Job 36, 26, the first one says, Behold, God is great, and we know him not. The number of his years is unsearchable. Yeah. Um, so we, it's it's not like the way that Mormons will say that their God is eternal, because the Mormons say that their God is eternal, um, but they say that their God is eternal because we don't, we can't think of a time where he wasn't you know, a God, right. Or wasn't a man because it was so long ago. He was, he's considered eternal. But the fact is that he was created when it's talking about here is that literally we can't count the number of years because there's not enough of them because there's not a, like you have to put put the infinite sign there because we don't, it's, he's infinitely lived, he's infinitely existed and he was never created. Yeah. And then Psalm 90 verses one through four say, uh, Lord, you have been a dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You return man to dust and say, Return, O children of man, for a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. Yeah, so there's this sense in which Time isn't doesn't affect God. Yeah, um, like he he doesn't age. He yeah. doesn't get older. Uh, he doesn't get wiser. He doesn't have potential to grow and be yeah. better. Um, He's already and and those those we're talking about other attributes there because and anytime we talk about one attribute of God, all these other ones 
are involved in it. Yeah, you know the fact that shut along with them. Then naturally, yeah, and it's like when we talk about God being eternal, well, all of a sudden now we have incomprehensibility. Right. And then once we have, when we talk about God being eternal, well, now we have self-existent and mm-hmm. we have uh, immutable or unchanging. And all of a sudden now we're back to incomprehensible because like they all work together. Right. So when we talk about before the mountains were brought forth or, or you ever had formed the earth in the world. So, I mean, if you stop right there, you can say, well, all these other gods did that too. They mm. were, they were, there are other creators in these other religions, right? Right. Um, they were there before the mountains were formed, right? But they're not everlasting to everlasting. Right. They're not everlasting. They are lasting. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not everlasting. Because they were just lasting. brought by something. Yeah. Or hatched. <laughs> <laughs> or brought by a flower, a flower or something. Or yeah. Yeah. So it's like... And then, I mean, like you were just saying, then you go back to God, who has always been, how? Incomprehensibility, right? But um, 2 Peter 3, 8, another one. Do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. So once again, we're talking about some sort of, and I don't necessarily fully understand how God is outside of time. I I tried to, I'll be honest with you, I tried to study this. (laughs) <laughs> for a while before, Dude, it's, and it, it started hurting my head, so yeah. I, I had to give it a, a, a good old, uh, good old pause button. But I mean, that might be something we we eventually struggle with and, and work through, and then do a podcast on eventually. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. That's something that we can't wrap our minds around. Yeah, something being outside of time. That's like the epitome of I don't understand. Yeah, what's going on? Right. Um, but God is out outside of time, and also does work inside of time. Yeah. He does, he's not just like sitting on the outside, you know, watching all this happen like a clock. What is, what is it? The great clockmaker or whatever, um, where God just like wound up the clock and let creation go and is sitting outside of time. Now science saying, look at these, look at these jamokes out here trying to figure <laughs> it out. Look at these guys. But, uh, but everything yeah. God does is eternal, right? So this includes the way he governs or rules over all things. So the way he, the way yeah, I guess governs is the best way to put it, um, is eternal. So if we look at Jeremiah 10, 8 through 11, it says, They are both stupid and foolish. The instruction of idols is but wood. Beaten silver is brought from Tarshish and gold from Euphaz. They are the work of the craftsmen and of the goldsmith. Their clothing is violet and purple. They are all the work of skilled men, but the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath, the earth quakes, and the nations cannot endure his indignation. Thus shall you say to them, The gods who did not make the heavens and the earth shall perish from the earth and from under the heavens. Yes. So, and I'll, it's crazy because we're, we're talking about all these other gods. Well, we're talking right now in Jeremiah 10, 8 through 11, about the fate of all these other religions who have created all these other gods. Right. Yeah, this this worship of other gods or other idols isn't like this new concept or something that happened within the last, you know, 100, even 1,000 years. I mean, this is this Old Testament we're talking here. So yeah. this was, you know, pretty much since the fall, and Adam I, and Eve. I believe like Paul talks about this with, I believe the Romans. Yeah. Um, he says like, you're going to become like them, right? Yeah. Um, you become like those those gods that are that are stupid and foolish um, in, in worship. And I don't know if you guys 
maybe some of you have heard of, it's called a letter to Diognetus. It's a, it's an ancient letter. Um, it was around like 100, 150, 250 AD, like very close to after uh, the, the apostolic um, gifts and everything like yeah. that. Um, but he addresses this Roman, uh, this Roman governor, and he says, What was his name? His name was Diognetus. Oh, okay. The letter to Diognetus. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense now. Oh, man. Just context, you know? <laughs> but he says, to the, he says to him, like, they, they're all created. You created them. They're wood. They're silver. You have to guard them, right? You, like, you have, to, you have to get someone to watch over that silver god that you made there. Yeah. And we see here, what is the fate? The fate is that the gods who did not make the heavens and earth shall perish from the earth and from the heavens. And... The problem is the same can be said about their followers. Yep. They will, they're going to perish. Those that follow these gods, they're going to perish from the earth to, to and quote, from heaven. To quote one of my personal heroes, Joel Alfara, all these deaf, blind, and mute gods. I love it, man. Every time he says it, it fires me. Yeah. But, but only only the one who, who created the heavens and the earth will, will last. And, and notice here uh, that God is the everlasting king. Yeah. And he will never not be the king of all things. Right. <clears throat> so, so his reign is going to last forever. Let's continue that there. Yeah. So um, Psalm 145 verse 13 says, Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. So just reiterating what you were just saying there, it's, you know, everlasting. His kingdom is everlasting. He will be the king everlasting. Yeah, and then uh, Psalm... 45, 6, or 7, continue off of that. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of uprightness. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the same thing that's repeated in Revelation, right? When uh, when God the Father, I believe it's Revelation, says um, to Jesus, the Son, your your throne, O Lord, is is forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, what, and how long is that? It's forever and ever. Um, yeah. So... God will always reign. He will always be supreme. He will always have dominion or control and power um, as the king of everything. Um, even when it doesn't look like it, yeah. we understand that that's true because he's always been in charge. He's yeah. always been in control um, yeah. because he's eternal. And and to tack onto that too, um, we talked about just God himself being eternal, his reign being eternal, but um, his word is eternal. Yeah. And And if we look at... Isaiah chapter 40, verses 6 through 8, it says, A voice cry, oops, a voice says, Cry. And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Yeah. And so the word of God is truth, and this truth didn't begin on earth. Yeah, like it was. Bef- it's always been. Yeah, God has had an eternal plan um, within His own personal will. Like He is, He has decided how things should be. Yeah. Right. Um, he has willed everything. Right. Right. Uh, we believe that God is sovereign over all things. We do not believe that God is responsible for for sinful things, but that he is sovereign over them all. Um, and we can do another episode on, we're going to do an episode at some point in time on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But God's truth 
has always, so the truth we see in scripture isn't something that happened like God was like, oh man, I really, I really think I should say that, you know? No, uh, it's, it's always been that way. It's always, the truth we were reading about God right now has always been. Yeah. He's never changed and this is immutable, but he's always been that way for eternity. Well, and what he decided he was going to reveal to his people through his word was decided throughout all eternity as well. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, we got the Bible in 1611, obviously, um, (laughs) with the King James Version. (laughs) We we didn't just get that, and then it was kind of like, you know, when when they finished up writing or, you know, developing the canon of Scripture, it wasn't just kind of (laughs) like, okay, finally. (laughs) Finally, we got this. Thank you, God, for finally, you know. It was, you know, it, it has always been. It has always been, he has always had it planned out what he was going to reveal to us and what he was not going to reveal to us. But yeah. And, and to get into that, I mean, it, when we get to heaven, we're not going to need the scriptures anymore. Right. Because we will see perfectly. I'll see him face to face. We're going to like, it's, it's here, right? We're going to see him face to face. We're not going to need the Bible anymore, but every single point in scripture will not change. It will be exactly as true as it was before where we were in heaven and uh, on the new heaven, new right. earth. It's going to be equally as true because it's always been true and because God has never changed and his mind has never changed. Right. So how should we respond to this knowledge um, that God is is eternal? Yeah. Um, First Chronicles 16, 36, Grant, hit it up. Yeah. Uh, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. What do the people say? Then all the people said, Amen. And praised the Lord. Praise the Lord, man. Daniel 4.34. This is a Nebuchadnezzar. I love this story about Nebuchadnezzar because God pretty much makes him go insane and and turns him into practically an animal where he was grazing around in fields with the the animals. And and (laughs) it says here that in the end of those days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, looked up to heaven. And what happened? His sanity returned to me. What did he do? Then I praised the Most High and honored and glorified Him who lives forever. Mm. That was the point. It was like, why? What? What made God worthy of that worship? The fact that He was the ever everlasting One. Yeah, He was the One that always lived. He's lived forever. Um, that's what caused this this glorification, this praise, this this song that He was singing here. Um, and he goes on to say, for his dominion is an everlasting dominion. His kingdom is from generation to generation. Yeah, I, yeah, God's eternality, the fact that God had not been created and the fact that God created all things is so worthy of worship yeah. from us. We des- He deserves our worship. Yeah. We we are made to worship him yeah. for that reason. We were cre- it is in our DNA, we were created to worship. Um, and then in 1 Timothy 1.17 says, now to the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. How long will his, this praise last? Forever and ever. Yeah. We, we will praise him forever. Eternally. Eternally. When we, when we go before him, when, when everything winds up and, and we end up the end of things. Christ came back in glory. We sit with him. We reign with him in new heaven, new earth. What is going to happen? What are we going to want to do? We're going to want to look at him. We're going to want to praise him. Yes. We're going to want to glorify him. Not because 
of of anything else um, that's outside of him, but yeah. because of him, right? Because of him, he's eternal. Because of he, him alone, yeah. he is the one who has has sent a savior. Um, and so, be encouraged, listener. Um, this is, I mean, we covered a lot of stuff. I hope we were somewhat helpful to you. Um, hope we were clear in the things we we're saying. Yeah, we said it as as best as we could. Um, but be encouraged. Isaiah forty twenty eight says this: Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the Creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His His understanding is unsearchable. Our God, it doesn't grow faint. Our God doesn't get tired because He's eternally existed. I and mean, He created us. He created me and you to glorify Him. I love the fact that God, He doesn't make promises. And then change his mind. He doesn't, he, he, he sends his son. He promises those who trust in him will be saved. Um, he's the source of all power and peace. And once again, he, he offers everlasting life, yeah. life that's eternal, right? Life that won't end. Right. That is, that is filled with peace. That's filled with joy. Um, that is filled with fulfillment and satisfaction because one way or the other, we're going to spend eternity somewhere. Yeah. God has made us eternal beings. Right. Yeah. To some degree. Yeah. Not everlasting like he is. Like we, we obviously have a, a beginning point. But right, we, right. We won't have an end. Um, so we say like trust in Christ. Trust, put, your, put your faith, penance, trust in Christ. Yeah. Trust he, in him. He is the everlasting. Yeah. He is the rock. Put your faith in him. His love never fails. It never, never gives, gives up. up. It never, never runs out on me. <laughs> Dude, were you raised? <laughs> were you raised in like the Southern Baptist oh Church? Room? <laughs> as soon as I, I saw it, I'm like, yes. But no, I still love him, bro. Oh, I don't care. Oh, for sure. Come Great hair. Great hair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we hope this was helpful, guys. Um, you know, we we enjoy going through this stuff. We enjoy looking into these attributes. We hope you guys enjoy hearing them. Um, and don't forget to share this episode, uh, share it with someone who you think it could be helpful to. Hopefully it's helpful to you. Um, share it on your Facebook, um, and feel free to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Yeah. And we'd love to have conversation with you. Yeah. If, um, if hit us up. Yeah. If there's something that you, you don't understand or something that, um, just seems a little weird, reach out to us. We would love to to talk through it, to try to help you understand it better. And hopefully, you know, if there's something that we misspoke on, you can call us out on it. So, yeah. Uh, with that being said, love you guys. See, see ya. ya.